And welcome back to episode number three of Reviews by Jeff here on CKCC Radio. That would, of course, make me your host, Jeff. Today we're going to talk about a small independent movie that I don't think a lot of people have even heard of, let alone is going to see. And I honestly, I think it's a huge sadness to me that people are not talking about this movie. It is called, let me get the name right here, hold on, Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, again, if you have one of those artsy theaters, this may be playing there. I highly recommend going see it. This, of course, came out on December 17th, almost two weeks ago, 10 days to be exact. And, of course, stars Tom Holland as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man, Zendaya as MJ, Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Stephen Strange, Jacob Patalan as Ned Leeds, Happy Hogan is John Favreau as usual. And then, not to, you know, we, we saw in the trailers that Jamie Foxx returns as Electro, a.k.a. Max Dillon. Alfred Molina is Doc Ock, Dr. Otto Octavius. Uh, Benedict Wong as Wong. Norman Defoe as the Green Goblin, a.k.a. Norman Osborn. We don't really get a lot with, say... Um, Sandman, to the point where I was honestly spending most of the time going, is that the original actor? Same thing with the guy playing Lizard. Apparently it is. It is Thomas Hayden Church and Reese Eifen. Um, we don't see them in their human forms, so it's more just voiceover work, and especially in uh, Thomas Hayden Church's case, you know, getting his face right, but putting it in sand when it's clearly all CGI anyway. Um, again, this is a spoiler-free review, so I will do my best to not give you any spoilers, even though, yes, it is, and it's been out, like I said, 10 days now. Um, runtime is 2 hours and 28 minutes, uh, directed by the same gentleman who directed the first two Spider-Man movies. His name is John Watts. And it is written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. No relation to uh, Cyclops, Scott Summers. Another story for another time. Um, I'm going to tell you this. I absolutely love this movie. It is the second best movie I've seen all year. And I've seen quite a few of you know, the, the comic book type movies this year. But absolutely an amazing job with this movie. It will make you laugh. It'll make you smile. It might make you cry because there are some emotional scenes that, again, when you go to watch a Spider-Man movie, you do not expect to be wiping tears away. But that's where we are now, not just in superhero movies, but in cinema in general. You want a well-rounded movie. You don't just want one genre. Because there's so many stories that can be told. Um, the one thing I... Like I said, I, I pride myself on not giving spoilers away. I'm going to give a shout out to a podcast that I listen to. Called United We Fan with Mark and Brian. If you are big into nerd culture. 
You need to give these guys a listen. And they had done a whole uh, podcast a couple weeks ago in early December talking about, you know, predictions for this movie and the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies in general. And the one thing that they had said was, we have yet to get a true standalone Spider-Man movie. Because in Spider-Man 1, he has Iron Man's help. In Spider-Man 2, he has Nick Fury's help. And all trailers led us to believe that in this, he had Doctor Strange's help. And I will tell you this. The trailers are very misleading in how much time uh, Stephen Strange actually spends in the movie. And they also, one of the highlights of the trailer is not actually in the movie, which is a huge, huge disappointment for me. I hate when they do that. I, again, I'm not going to spoil it to what scene, but you'll as soon as the scene comes up in the movie, you'll be like, wait a minute, where's Wong's line here? Where's his reaction there? But I would say that Strange is probably in maybe 10% of the movie, if even that. It's a small handful of scenes, which is fine by me, because I'm not a huge Cumberbatch fan. I'm not a huge fan of Doctor Strange in general, but, yeah, he's not as prolific in the movie as you would think. So, there is that. Overall, I like I said, it's my second favorite movie that I've seen this year. Not just in theaters, but any movie that was released in 2021. For me, the top movie is still going to be Ghostbusters Afterlife. There's nothing that I'm going to see that's going to top that. I'm halfway through uh, Red Notice right now. And I'm enjoying Red Notice. It's a great action movie with great comedy. But no, nothing's going to touch Afterlife for me. But this came pretty close because of everything that is involved in this movie. Um, so, and the acting is so incredible. I love Willem Dafoe returning as Green Goblin. Not a spoiler in the trailer. Same thing with Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Not a, not a spoiler in the trailer. Um, some of their scenes are phenomenal and it almost does pick up with these characters where their last appearances left off seconds before you know them not surviving those movies and while those may be spoilers the those movies are like 20 years old so uh you can deal with that spoiler um again tom holland is phenomenal i think he is the best spider-man because he looks the part he doesn't need a stunt actor now obviously they're not going to let him do everything because he is an up-and-coming actor that is going to be part of multiple franchises considering he's like 20 something years old and looks it so um again i i feel like for the most part, they wasted Marissa Tomei until towards the end of the movie. She's only in, like, two scenes prior to the last third of the movie. And with someone of that name value, I think, could have done more. 
the way that this movie ends sets up the next trilogy, which they have announced. And that that's impressive, considering when you think of the headlines we've seen over the years about Sony and Marvel fighting over the, char- the character of Spider-Man. And we all, you know, every time that there's a new movie, they're basically saying, well, this is the last time we're going to see Tom Holland involved in the MCU. The rights are going back to Sony. I don't get that argument because it is basically a, uh, a cash cow for both of them. They split the rights. I mean, this movie is the biggest movie in the pandemic era. That's not saying a lot. I know that. But it is absolutely blowing up for good reason let's see as of right now i mean the opening weekend it made 260 million dollars out of a budget of roughly 200 and that's just in the u.s and canada it's already crossed the billion uh, the, the trillion dollar one zero five four Four three one eight five five worldwide. So yeah, this movie's doing all right for themselves now. Even if let's say Sony gets forty percent of that, they're doing all right for themselves. So I don't I don't understand why uh, companies can't work together like this because it's gonna work out financially for both of them. Let's stop. Let's give the fans what they want. Um, I was kind of hoping for, you know, this being how they introduce in a credit scene the Fantastic Four or X-Men. One of the credit scenes, uh, I will let you know that there are two credit scenes. One of them you do not need to watch because it's basically the... not basically it is the doctor strange in the multiverse of madness trailer that was released days after the movie was released they released this trailer which is the the cutscene, which made no sense to me whatsoever um i was hoping maybe that's how they were going to introduce x-men or fantastic four and it's still possible they could say oh well this happened so this is something too it did not happen. Um, otherwise, I got nothing negative to say about this movie. Brilliant performances, great scenery, great action. So yeah, I, I absolutely, from beginning to end, and all the surprises in between, and all the great scenes in between there was one scene that was kind of pointless um with the the teacher and the principal if if you've seen it you know what i mean but overall that was the only scene that was like we really didn't need this overall this is a phenomenal movie i highly recommend it i i can't wait to see it a second and third time and see, especially as me being the film geek that I am, I love bonus features. You know, any behind-the-scenes stuff I find fascinating. So, I can't wait till this is out on 
digital or Blu-ray so that I can buy it and rewatch it and find other things that I may have missed the first time around. Because you guarantee a movie of this scope, it's easy to miss things because you're paying attention to one thing and something in the background happens that is a nice Easter egg. So, yeah. If you have not had a chance to watch this, this podcast is over. I'm ending it short because I want you to run out and I want you to go see this movie as quickly as possible. And then hit me up so we can talk about the spoilers because this movie has so many things that I want to talk about that I can't. But you, the listener, know exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, I'm, I'm done wasting your time. Go watch the movie. Thank you for listening to another episode of Reviews by Jeff here on CKCC Radio. My name is Jeff, and I'll talk to you in the new year.